This is Jay Allen Smith, and you're listening to Outdoor Adventures with Jason Sacco. Racks offering the coolest bow hanger on the market. Display your bow with pride in your house, your garage, or anywhere you'd like. We carry most major brands while also offering a custom service if you have an idea or logo of your own that you'd like made into a hanger. Use them to display your traditional bow, compound bow, or even your crossbow. They also work great for hanging your hunting gear, your bags, or hats. Not to mention the design just looks plain awesome all by themselves. A Rax hanger makes for a great gift for that special hunter in your life. Go to RaxInc.com to see some of the available designs or contact us to discuss the custom hanger of your own. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason podcast, use the promo code PODCAST and get 15% off your first order. Rax, show off your passion. Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Welcome to this episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. This is going to be just a very neat and informative episode. Today I have a gentleman on the line that I've been following on Facebook and, and his website for quite a while and I've been really excited to talk to him. I've got Dennis Gantz on the line and Dennis has a television show called Wild Bout Hunting. You can find it Facebook page and, and also on his website. Dennis, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Jason. Thank you for having me. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I've been watching the different things that you have online, and it's really an interesting setup you've got, and it's quite a journey you took to get there. Could you tell folks a little bit about Wild Bout Hunting and the premise behind it and, and what you decided to do? Yeah, absolutely. It has been a journey. Uh, it's cool that you use that term to, to define what we've done here. You know, Wild Bout Hunting was something that started actually over 12 years ago, to be honest. It was forged by some uh, by friends. It was the idea was to share the outdoors and the love of hunting and getting outdoors with as many people as we possibly can. And it was started with a friend of mine and myself. We came up with the name. We went through all the legal aspects of incorporating the name as, as a business and with the idea that it was going to evolve and so forth and uh, we we didn't really have a big background in filming outdoor television or anything filming for that matter so it was learning as we went along and we started to focus locally in our hometown tried to get uh, started with some local networks really never got it off the ground and then the show and the concept just kind of went stagnant for about six, seven years until 2013. And then we revisited it and kind of got an opportunity working with uh, some folks out of North Carolina. They kind of helped us get our feet into the hunting industry, into the door, so to speak. And from there, we really learned what was involved in producing an outdoor television show and how much time and work and dedication. I mean, I grew up watching Real Tree Outdoors, Monster Bucks, Mossy Oak, all those big time television shows and absolutely loved it. And, you know, it's just like anybody, you sit back and say, hey, I can do this. This, you know, these guys go out, film, shoot deer, and it's all good. It's so much more than that. 
<laughs> it's been it's been a challenge, but we uh, we got started. We built uh, we we basically built the brand from the ground floor and had some bumps along the way. Uh, in 2013, we we started developing a logo and from there a website and some apparel. And then going forward from there, we had a set date that we were going to air our first episode, our first season, which was going to be a mini series in 2015. And things didn't work out. We actually had to push it back to 2016. And from there, we were ready. We had everything set. And our initial year, our initial season was going to focus around one big trip going out to Colorado for an elk hunt. And prior to everything taking place, we, we got into some snafus. My partner on this journey uh, had some personal issues and he had to step away. And we had already had contracts signed with their time and everything and networks. And at that point, it was very scary because I didn't know what I was going to do. And, uh, you know, I relied on my family and the support of them and the support of the uh, few members that we had on the team. And then another person came in and helped out and my brother stepped up to the plate and said, no, we're going to do this. And and uh, we went forward with it and we made some changes in that first season. In 2016, we aired on Hunt Channel and our local cable network here in Pennsylvania in Hazleton SSP TV and also Gen 7 Outdoors, and we did a seven-episode miniseries. And we had a production company that we were working with, and unfortunately, we had to uh, part ways with that production company two months before we were supposed to air on Hunt Channel because no work had been done. And at that point, I was very scared, and I had to install in the, the help of a couple of good friends of mine, and, uh, and we got it done. And then from there, um, I basically had to start teaching myself how to edit and produce and uh, create a television show. And it's been going quite well since. So you took everything, you just said, forget it, I'll bring it all in-house, and you, you learned to do it yourself? Yes, yeah. I, uh, I, had a, I, I, built, a, I built a computer um, specific for uh, production and for editing. Uh, I've been working, uh, I, I purchased, uh, I work uh, Adobe Creative Cloud. I do all my editing with Premiere Pro and all the uh, Adobe apps. And uh, I, I basically have self-taught myself. Um, I've got a lot of good friends in the hunting industry that I've met on my journeys and in the different things that I've done that have been wonderful in giving me tips and advice. YouTube's an amazing thing. <laughs> you can watch so much stuff on YouTube and teach yourself and as well as uh, tutorials through uh, Adobe uh, with their website. Um, there's just so much. It just, if you're not, if you're willing to learn and you're willing to sit down and teach yourself, um, you know, it works. It's a little bit slower, uh, especially when you work a full-time job and try to do this on the side. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything's been self-taught and we brought it all in house and it saved us a lot of money. Uh, because it's not it's not cheap uh, to produce a television show if you've got to if you've got to market it out um, and if you don't have the budget to be able to do that it becomes a little bit of a challenge so we've been able to succeed because we brought everything in house being the small television show that we are very cool so now that everything's been brought in house you'll go out there you're actually the front of the camera and sometimes the camera operator the producer mm -hmm. and the editor yes <laughs> wow so your hands are involved in all of it 
Yes. Yeah. I do a lot of self-filming, but uh, we also make sure that we team up as much as we can. We've got a team of four really good friends, brothers and family. My brother's one of them and three other friends. We help ourselves out and we film one another. I film, you know, we film our families and, you know, we have our, our kids are starting to get bigger and they're starting to learn the camera equipment a little bit. So they help out when they can. So it's really become a family affair for us. And then everybody films and they give me all their footage and then I sit down in my office and uh, this is where I find myself in my office quite often, especially once the new year starts. Laying out all that way you want the show to go. Amazing. Exactly. Yes. I get a lot of requests from folks as we're talking to say, hey, find out a little bit about when you when you talk to people, especially somebody like you who's involved in all of the pieces. Mm-hmm. Somebody wanted to get a basic setup. Uh, what's a good way for them to look? What, what's a good spot to go shopping for that? I'll tell you, to be honest with you, uh, there's a lot of different places that you can find camera equipment, uh, a lot of big name. Obviously, if you're involved in the hunting industry or you, you've watched people on television, Campbell Cameras is one of the biggest uh, names out there where people will go and buy all kinds of different camera equipment. They have uh, different uh, setups available, whitetail kits, they have turkey kits where they'll have basic camera setups if you're just getting involved in in hunting and you're not sure what to get. They've got it all there. But what I've found, you know, we work on a budget here at Wild Bow Hunt. We all work full-time jobs, so we have families that we raise. We work 40-plus hours a week, and then we do Wild Bow Hunting after that. So we've got to get the best equipment we possibly can for the least amount of money that we possibly can. What I have found is I do – I watch Amazon – for uh, great deals on Amazon. I watch eBay because anybody who owns what I've found, anybody who owns camera equipment and has invested a lot of money in quality camera equipment, they're going to take care of it. And a lot of times what people are doing is when they sell some, when they sell camera equipment on eBay, it's only because they've progressed in their abilities and their filming and they, they're upgrading to the next level of a camera that they can get in that realm. So they're going to sell the camera equipment that they've been using and that they took very good care of. So a lot of my camera equipment that I've purchased over the years has been either refurbished or used and in great condition. And a lot of times, like I said, refurbished, you can find refurbished stuff with warranties and everything. And I have, I've never had an issue with any piece of a camera, any camera equipment, lens, whatever that I've purchased that's either been used or refurbished and, and, and they work great. As far as the types of camera equipment that we use, uh, we do a lot of filming with DSLRs. We use Canon's our camera choice. Um, we just We've been accustomed to that, and we use Canon brand cameras all the time. So we use uh, we film with a uh, Canon T5i DSLR. We have uh, T6i um, that one of the guys has. DIs, um, a couple of the guys have. So what we use those for is sometimes uh, a lot in the beginning was that was our main camera that we would film with, and then we would use GoPros. Or today, a lot of and a lot of us have gotten Tacticams, which is a great camera out there. You can mount that pretty much anywhere. Uh, very easy to use. Um, and we've gotten a lot of great footage with that. You know, I use a Canon XA20 camcorder, and the biggest thing that I've found 
when you're producing a television show is, is audio. I mean, you can have great video, you can have the color, everything correct, but if the audio isn't good, people are going to pick up on that. And and, and, it's, and I've noticed it um, from season one through where we're at right now. I can see how our audio has changed because we've paid more attention to it. You address it, and you can address that in post-production a little bit too, but it's great if you can hit it right on, hit the nail on the head when you're out there in the field filming and there's less work you have to do afterwards. But, uh, you know, so good good microphones are, are, are a must. We use uh, Sennheiser wireless microphones, especially when we're doing interviews or anything like that. You know, we're using those. Uh, we use Rode shotgun mic. And also on our DSLRs, we're using the Sennheiser MK4, MKE 400 shotgun mic. And they produce great quality uh, audio for us. So there's a lot of cameras that we use. Um, me personally, when I'm filming someone or I'm filming myself, I usually, I will have probably four cameras running. My XA20, my T5i, I have a GoPro with a Rode shotgun mic on it, and then I have my uh, Tacticam on my weapon. If I notice with the Tacticams, some of those can be fitted right onto your bow stabilizer. Did I see that right? Yeah, that's that's what we'll do with our uh, with them for archery season. Yeah, we'll put them right into the stabilizer, and this way they're right there pointing in the direction of the game that you're going to be full draw on. Same thing if you're hunting. They're great for hunting waterfowl or upland birds because you can put mount them on your gun barrel. You can get that you know view of the shot as the birds flying through turkey hunting. Anything. It's, they're they're great. And they're so lightweight, they're waterproof, and they just, I, I know Tacticam just came out with their 5.0. So they're continuing to improve what they've already got, something amazing. Yeah, I was looking at that a little bit, and it seems like quite the step up to really allow some of this new footage that's going to come out of those things to be pretty slick. Yes, yeah, definitely. So four cameras you run, that's a lot of stuff to pay attention to and try to actually put a good shot on the animal. That's amazing. When you're, <laughs> but I, I know with production and, and doing the videoing of hunting, if it's not on film, it didn't happen. Right. So right. that number of cameras is amazing. And sometimes it's you just up in the, do you do a lot of ground hunting or are you up in the tree stands? I like to be up off the ground as much as I possibly can. But I do hunt on the ground in, in ground blinds from time to time. I mean, obviously, when the weather's bad, rain and, and camera equipment don't necessarily mix well. <laughs> so then we have to get into a ground blind or I have to make sure I have, uh, you know, my rain covers for my camera equipment. I mean, this past spring turkey season, we had a very wet spring. We can't kill the turkeys sitting on the couch and the turkeys are still gobbling in the rain. So we were out there chasing them and we just made sure we had the rain covers on the cameras, covering up all the remotes and anything like that with plastic bags. I mean, you get creative when you're out there and you really want to, you know, chase something, but you know, you can't chase it unless you have a camera because then you don't have a television show if you don't have the camera. So you do what you have to do. And, uh, you know, we, we get it done. You know, we, we push the limits sometimes with our equipment, but uh, we get it done and it's a lot of fun. But I do like being up off the ground as much as I possibly can. It's just better for movement, especially with that much gear that you have to use uh, or that we choose, as I should say. And especially if there's two of us in that tree, uh, it makes it that much more that we need to heal ourselves. Oh, interesting. See, this is all good. And I, I appreciate you sharing that knowledge with, with the listeners. Sure. Now, we've got you out in the woods, you're recording everything, and you and I talked a little bit before we started recording, but you don't focus on just hunting in Pennsylvania, your home state. Well, you don't go all over. You do have a number of states right around you. You were telling me about going over to Maryland, which is not too far from you. A lot of folks just don't know that this is opportunities. 
Yeah, uh, Maryland's a great state uh, for hunting. One, if you're a person who doesn't like hunting in the extreme cold temperatures, Maryland's a great place to go to. <laughs> and, you know, we hunt coastal Maryland, so we're what we're chasing primarily there when we go in the fall is sika deer. And if you're if you've ever hunted elk, which I have not hunted elk yet but it's, it's a goal of mine. Sika deer is the next best thing. They are small species of deer that were not native to Maryland. They were brought over uh, many years ago by uh, President Roosevelt because um, I did a little research on them. And they were let go and they thrive. They live in the, the marshy swamp areas of uh, coastal Maryland and they live in the frag. So the frag is, uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a tall, looks like a big weed so to speak, but it gets about 10 to 12 feet tall and it's through all the marshes in Maryland. These Friday, these, Sika deer will live in there. They've got small trails and there might be a tree or two out in the frag that you'll see. And it kind of creates a little bit of an island and they'll lay on those islands out in the frag and, um, but they'll go through there and it's amazing how they survive. And they're so fast and they're so skittish and they actually hop kind of like a pronghorn on an antelope. When an antelope starts to hop, they'll do the same thing, but they bugle like an elk. And that's so cool when you're sitting there in September, guys are out, you know, Colorado and whatnot. And you're like, yeah, I wish I could be out there listening to them bugling. Well, I get the next best thing here in coastal Maryland. And we go down and we listen to Sika deer bugling and it's just, a lot of fun. It really gets the adrenaline pumping. And there's whitetail all over the place down there as well. I mean, we, we're down there, we're hunting whitetail and sika deer, and it's just a lot of fun. It's such a nice area, beautiful scenery. You know, you get in there, you hunt. You can hunt all day. I mean, we usually hunt the mornings till about 10 or 11, then it's getting pretty hot, so we'll take a break, grab a bite to eat, develop a plan for the evening, and head back out. A lot of times with the sika deer, we're, you're going to be seeing them really early in the morning right after daylight or that last half hour of daylight in the evening because they move really late and you're hunting the edges of the frag. So you really need to be up in a tree. We were talking about being on the ground or in a tree before. Being up in a tree is, is key because you can see out so far and you can actually see the frag moving and you can hear them sloshing through the water as they're coming towards you and you can be ready. So Because when they step out, a lot of times, I don't know how they know it, but when they step out, they're looking up and you want to be ready. And with camera equipment, you definitely want to know where they're at <laughs> oh interesting so you've got them coming in through this frag which is all marshy it sounds like to begin with big tall marshy mm-hmm. grass and you're you're bow hunting them i'm guessing yeah, we're we're down there in the archery season, bow hunting them, but they do have rifle seasons as well as you get later on into the fall. Um, but we really enjoy hunting them uh, with the bow and arrow. Any luck so far? Well, I've had tag sandwiches the last two seasons, <laughs> <laughs> but we have we have been successful. My brother and another one of the guys uh, have all have already killed down there. One of our sponsors, Chris Walliser with Buck Cage, uh, who I've become very good friends with for many many years now. I've been using his products for last six seasons is usually who I meet up with when we go down there and Chris I don't know he's he's got the uh, magic touch he seems to get them all the time so um, actually in one of our one of our episodes this season I have a uh, a hunt that Chris actually self-filmed the day after we left Maryland. He actually was sitting in a tree that I sat in, and he killed a big six-point stag, and we sh- we showcased that in one of our shows uh, that we air this season. So awesome hunt, beautiful, beautiful animal. Neat. So you've got the hunting down. You're doing the video editing, the production. It's it's almost exhausting just thinking about everything you got your hands in. 
Because <laughs> a lot of guys, they'll do the hunting and the filming, and then they drop that footage and, and they're done with it. They don't want to see it. So for yeah. you to keep all that in, in house is really, really pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a challenge. <laughs> and you've got four seasons so far? We're filming our fourth season right now. So uh, we're, we've already got uh, you know probably about a half a season worth of episodes uh filmed and i'm actually starting i'm i'm actually been working on season four episodes because we will start airing in april of 2019 with season four so right now season three still airing on gen 7 outdoors tv and then we'll air on pursuit channel the last quarter of this year as well and then we'll start airing again in april for season four so we've got about half the season filmed and we got another half of the season to go yet so are you on gen 7 year round we air on our local cable network, Samsung Productions. It's a local cable network here. They have they have an app as well that people can download for free. It's SSP TV, and all our shows are on there. Uh, we air there um, April through December on the local cable network, and then we air on Gen 7 Outdoors TV, usually third and fourth quarter every year. Uh, we air Monday or Sunday evenings at 8 p.m. on Gen 7. We air Wednesdays at 3 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. And uh, if you're not familiar with Gen 7, it's an on-demand network. You can catch their shows either live stream by just logging on to their website, Gen 7 Outdoors TV, or you can go to, they have an app that you can download. If you have Roku, Amazon Fire TV, you can you know, you just go on demand, plug that in, and, and look for our show when we air. And uh, we've had fun. Jody Blackwelder is the uh, creator of Gen 7 Outdoors TV out of North Carolina. Wonderful gentleman. And I've loved being involved with him for the last uh, three seasons because uh, we've aired there every season so far. And uh, it's a great platform. So there's some great shows through his network. And uh, he keeps growing and keeps expanding it with so many different opportunities for the hosts of the shows, the producers, the people involved. Uh, it's, it's a really great network um, and you can watch it anywhere you don't have to be sitting in front of a television that's what I like about it with the way we are today with technology and on the go and smartphones and, you know everybody watches what they want to watch when they want to watch it you know this is this is the path it seems we're going down right now yeah that's a that's a great option and then you if you're doing third and fourth quarter on gen 7 do you do first mm-hmm. and second quarter on pursuit channel no, we're doing fourth quarter on Pursuit Channel this year. Um, now, next year, we're going to tailor back just a little bit with our show. Um, because we are small, one of the things we found, you know, we struggle with our with a budget. You know, we, we work it within. I mean, I'm the sole owner of Wild Bond Hunting, so I basically finance this all on my own, um, aside from the advertising that I sell with through my show. So we're tailoring it back just a little bit. For season four, we're going to stay on uh, SSP TV nine months out of the year. We're going to stay with Gen 7 Outdoors TV our third and fourth quarter. And we're going to focus a lot on our YouTube channel as well and try to build that up. And we always air our, we always put our shows on there as well. And uh, we're going to work on building the YouTube channel a little bit more with some shorter videos, maybe some stuff that didn't get off the cut, you know, the cutting room floor type of deal and kind of really bamp it up there. Um, and we hope to be back, uh, to be able to get back on the pursuit channel down the road. Um, but right now, you know, when you're small, like we are, and you know, we're trying to build, we got to make some tough decisions and, uh, we don't get the big backing sometimes that maybe some other larger shows, uh, the luxury of getting. So got to make that tough decision. And, you know, we've got a great 
following in our social media uh, with our Facebook and our Instagram and, and Twitter accounts and you know the people we've met so many wonderful people along this journey um, we're definitely not going anywhere um, we're just tailoring it back a little bit kind of doing we, we just did the rebrand of our of wild bow hunting this year with a new look a new logo that just came out so we're really starting to just take a little different uh, look at how we do things and uh, and continue to provide our viewers and our followers with the best stories that we can need and for the listeners just like all other episodes you go to the show notes of this episode and i'll have links right to uh, dennis's instagram facebook the gen 7 network and the youtube channel so we'll have all of that out there so that listeners can go in and, and easily access all of your content awesome that's great i appreciate that Oh yeah, that's the videos I've been watching, and but I've been watching the sizzle clips on the website, and okay, I really like those. And I'm telling you, everybody listening, go out to wildbouthunting.com, and again, I'll have a link to it. It's it's one of the best setup websites that I've seen, and it's so easy to navigate. There's galleries with the pictures. There's the sizzle reels, which are one and a half minute or so teases for the the upcoming seasons, and they're they're done fantastic. Do you film in 4K? No, we we film in HD. Um, we we have not gotten into 4K just yet, so we film everything in HD. Okay, I was looking at that. And I'm like, some of the stuff is just so darn clear that I was like, man, <laughs> what are they using for the cameras and everything? So, and when you're out on Dennis's website for the listeners, you can look at the series. I even think in your shop, you've got for people that want to really get to catch up on some of the back issues. I, I saw for a ridiculously cheap price your season one on DVD for like eight bucks. Yep. Yeah, we have our DVDs. We did a we put season one on a DVD. Um, we've got plenty of those in stock. Um, we just haven't gotten to uh, do another do any of the other seasons on DVD because I do everything in house. So you know, we went from a, a short mini a seven episode miniseries with season one to full thirteen episode seasons uh, with season two and three, and we continue to produce thirteen episodes every season. So it created a little bit more work for me. <laughs> that can happen. You've got and one thing that I like is when you go to your partner's website because you it always or partner's link i should say there's always a lot of people behind what you're doing and you mentioned buck cage and there's yeah. also something neat that i've started to see more and more recently is raptor razor yeah you know you've yes, got raptor razor knives folks can link right to the website you've just got some great great uh backing killer food plots which is up here in michigan Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Nick Percy and his and his crew there. We're excited to be working with uh, Killer Food Plots this season. He is a, a wealth of knowledge when it comes to planning for wildlife. Um, if I have to, I have to say that I could I can talk to Nick for hours and hours and hours about anything seeds and planting and whatnot. Just a really nice down to earth person, family guy, just like all of us. His products work. I mean, we've planted them this spring. Um, we're doing fall food plots right now. Um, um, our New York food plot is just absolutely blowing up. It's amazing. We got hit with some bad rain here in Pennsylvania. So Mother Nature kind of destroyed a couple of them. So we had to replant them just this past week. But uh, yes, great products, great people at Killer Food Plots. When you plant these food plots, say across Pennsylvania and New York, are you mm-hmm. doing a lot of clover and, and things of that nature? What, what do the deer really jump onto in those areas? 
Well, what we've, what we've done is uh, we've worked with Nick and in reference to the areas where we're at. First thing we did, I've, I've tried to plant food plots in the past. You know, we've, we've had our challenges and we don't have big open fields where we hunt um, that we can plant uh, like maybe some folks do. So we've got a, a lot of the stuff in Pennsylvania where we plant a little what we call kill plot back in the wooded area. We're basically planting something that's maybe a, not even a quarter of an acre or, or a quarter of an acre at most, maybe a third of an acre and that we're clearing the area. We're just clearing a couple of small trees, getting it down, and then we're doing a soil test. And that's probably the best thing that you can do. They're relatively inexpensive, and that's going to tell you the condition of that soil before you spend any kind of money on any kind of fertilizer, lime, and and obviously the seed you know it, that you're going to be purchasing to put down there. So the soil test really helped us out. We sat with Nick. We talked it over. We determined how much lime we needed to put down in the areas we were planting, how much fertilizer we were doing. So what we were doing was treating that soil first to try to build the mineral and the and the pH level of that soil so it's palatable for that seed when it hits it to be able to terminate and grow and stain the life of that plant. The one thing I like about killer food plot seed blends is they germinate very, very, very quickly. So if you've got that right mineral balance in your soil, that seed is going to germinate really quick. And so that's what we did. Now, what we planted in in our food plots uh, in this area here is we did what's called a deep woods blend, which is a little bit of grasses and clovers and stuff like that. It works really well back in wooded areas where maybe you don't get as much sunlight, uh, maybe be 50% shade, 50% sunlight. That's going to really work really, really well. Another one we did was we did was like a white rage, and that's more of a brassica, big leaf plant. I mean, that's doing really good for us. And now this fall, what we've done is our with our fall blends that we're planting is we're still going with the deep woods blend. So we still have the clovers and stuff like that, but we put some lethal oats in there because with that oats, what it's going to do is once that gets up to the point where it's, it grows, you're going to have that seed develop on there. It's going to last you through the whole entire fall and winter months of hunting season, as long as it doesn't get browsed too, too heavily. And it can actually even last into the spring for your turkeys because you'll still have those seeds on the oats that the turkeys will be coming to for the spring. So we're planning now and hopefully carrying us through right into the spring turkey season before we start planting our spring plots again. But we also threw in some more brassicas, some beets, stuff like that, because the deer love looking for that in, in the late season when the snow hits the ground. That little bit of green that's still there and the beet, that sugary beet that's in the ground, that, that always draws them in. So we do a little bit of a blend. You know, it, it seems to work out for us. In New York, we've got uh, their climatized we planted up there. Um, that's kind of like a radish and uh, kind of like a beanie type of thing. And that's grown tremendously. I can't wait to get up there and, and hunt over that. A lot of fun doing this. So these deer are learning that year-round that food plot should be providing them some source of food, whether it be spring, summer, fall, or winter. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're planting, you know, to manage that deer, to keep a healthy deer herd, to keep a healthy wildlife, you know, turkeys, anything like that. It helped pattern those deer a little bit easier. You can put your cameras out. You can get great photos of the deer that are coming. You can do a good inventory if you like doing that. Um, we like checking our cameras all the time. And, you know, when we're up there, when we're on our farms and whatnot, usually I check them every two to three weeks um, just to see what's been going on, how the deer are growing, how many bucks do we have, how are they growing. 
we don't go too crazy with aging our deer. Um, you know, in Pennsylvania, we're, the areas that we hunt, we have more or less transition areas, so we don't hold a lot of deer. They're traveling from somewhere to somewhere, and they're going through the areas that we hunt. So we try to do our best to harvest that mature buck, but sometimes we like to put the meat in the freezer too. So sure. we want healthy deer, and those kill plots kind of help us because in the summer months, the deer aren't going to worry too much about those food plots, which is good because if you're if like my farm, uh, where I plant my kill plot in a little patch of woods, I have people who farm our land. We don't farm anymore, but I have people who farm it. So this year there's soybean in there. So I've got 50 acres of soybean that the deer are feasting on right now. And I've got this quarter acre food plot that we planted. And I'm not going to have to worry about that because I've got this big field of greens. When that green starts turning and those soybeans start to ripen and you get into October and you're getting close to that rut, you're going to have a green kill plot. Uh, it's a quarter of an acre that they're not going to want to eat. The soybean is probably going to be harvested by that time. Now they're going to be looking for your food plot and you're going to be set up ready for it. Yeah, there's such a science to these. They've really gone from just chucking some, you know, clover or, or chicory seed down or whatever it used to be to it's really a, a complete system for for running this food plot like you said for all the months of the year mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 worked it's a lot of work i mean it, and it, but the cool thing i like about it is when you plant food plots you can get you can get your whole family involved <clears throat> you know we had my son out with us uh planting this past weekend and he loved it you know he's like this is this is this was a lot of fun hard work but you know when it pays off in the hunting season you, you know it, it it just allows you to basically hunt 365 days a year so to speak, you know, if there is such a thing, because whether you're you're carrying a weapon or sitting in a tree stand or you're planting food plots and checking cameras and watching your deer herd, um, you're you're out there in the woods. You're learning what these deer are doing. You're studying them. You're 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 narrowing it down where their patterns are. To me, it's exciting. Uh, you know, when you plant something and then you watch that grow and then you watch deer and you know, come into that field, they eat that, they, you know, they live off of it and you watch them grow. It's like an evolution. I, I got to imagine on your cameras, you're catching just some amazing pictures as these deer mature. And if you can pick them out, if they survive long enough year to year to year, <clears throat> it's got to be interesting to watch them mature. It is. Uh, we've, you know, this year has, it seems to be a, one of the better years for us. Um, so we're really excited about <laughs> the season getting started here soon in Pennsylvania because we've got a we've got several good buck on cameras in a couple different locations and uh, I got it I'm, I'm itching to get up in that tree stand. <laughs> oh, I bet. When's your season start? Well, we start uh, for the entire state September 29th here in Pennsylvania, but we do have a couple of management units in the southern part of the state where they'll come in two weeks earlier on September 15th. So we'll be hunting down in one of those management units uh, for that early part of the season. And then uh, actually we won't even be here for the opening day. We'll be down in Maryland hunting Sika deer on the opening day of PA. Uh, We'll be down there for about three or four days hunting Sika. So when we come back, we'll hit it pretty hard. And is all of this, the hunting, going to be captured for season four? Yes. Yeah, everything that we're doing right now, we're filming for season four. Great. So we just really need to keep an eye out as as you get ready to release that. Yes, absolutely. And we'll give you a little sneak peeks. You know, we 
if folks watch you know, watch our Facebook page, we're always sharing as much as we possibly can once we get outside. And we usually do some live feeds when we're out there, whether we're in the tree stand or uh, when we're planting food plots. We're doing we're, we're keeping you up to date as much as we possibly can with what we're doing and sharing as much uh, as we can and giving you a little bit of what we do. And hopefully maybe it helps the viewers and the followers, uh, you know, and what they do. As you flip through the Wild Bout Hunting Facebook page, there's just all sorts of information out there short clips so not only clips from yourself passing on information but also like different partners that you use whether it be vortex optics or these packs from the element from insights hunting insights hunting yes mm-hmm. yeah there, there's some really neat looking packs being a handicapped person i don't walk very far and go deep you know i have people that help me with the wherever i go but for the person that wants to go out and do solo hunting filming the whole nine yards these insight packs they can pack quite a bit in there and and take off and go do what they want to do Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, Glenn Reich and uh, Kyle Bearfield, they have done a tremendous job with insights. Um, they've just they've got the new, they actually rebranded with the, the new antler this year uh, with the insights antler. You know, that antler, the idea behind that is that it stands for victory. The concept of insights is a great fit for us at Wild Bow Hunting because they focus on that working class outdoorsman, outdoorswoman, the person who's pounding the pavement. 40, 50 hours a week, has a family, survives on a budget, just like we do. They wanted to build quality products at affordable prices. They've hit, they've hit it out of the park with Insights Hunting and the, and, the, and the different packs that they offer. And you said the element is, a, is their day pack. Um, and there's so much involved in that this year. I mean, they, they came out, they've got the Realtree Edge with a soft brown color. You know, they've got new backpack straps, vented grip. The storage inside of them is just phenomenal. Um, and then they've come out, you know, we've been using the, it was the bow pack. It's now the Vision, the bow hunter's Vision. And that's a great pack for the bow hunter because it allows you to be hands-free, okay? You don't have to carry your bow in your, in your hand. You can put it in the pack. It's like carrying a a soft bow case on your back you have a place to put your quiver if you're like us and you film you can put your tripod on there you have so much storage for binoculars and other kinds of gear that it, it's a complete thing and the cool part about that pack is it's got the hook that you can just hang it from a hanger in your tree stand but let's say you're hunting public land a lot of states with public land don't want you to screw in any kind of hangers or anything into the tree stand the vision from inside hunting you can open that case up that the bow is in and once you take your bow out you wrap that around the tree and clip them and it stays it's right there on the tree you don't have to hang it from anything you just clip it wrap it around the tree and clip those side clip and it's right there all your all your compartments are accessible to you so um, we're excited to be working with inside hunting and 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 all the guys there and they look forward to the feedback from the hunters the everyday hunters there's a reason it's called insights they want to know your insights they want to know what you're looking for in a backpack they want they want to hear from you if using their backpack what you like about them maybe what you think could be better you know the element they've got the rain cover on this year that's new yeah i saw that that's pretty cool 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. We're out there in the elements. Sometimes guys may only have one day a week to be able to get out the woods and hunt because of their work schedule and family schedule. So if it's raining, he's going to go and he wants to protect his gear as much as he can. So with that rain cover, that allows them to go out there, protect their gear, and hunt and hopefully harvest that animal. And they come out with some traveler bags as well, too. So you can pack your gear and, you know, everything you need is in one big bag for if you're traveling on a plane or whatever the case may be. So they've really covered everything for the hunter. And, you know, the pricing is unbelievable. I mean, the most expensive pack, I believe, is $179. Yeah, I was just looking. I was like, the the element that we've been talking about, $79.99. Yep, MSRP, $79.99. You cannot beat that. And it is going to do everything any other pack on the industry does for you. It's durable. It's lightweight. It's packed. You can put so much into it for so much compartment space. For $79.99, it's going to last you a long time. Yeah, they have a crossbow pack and real tree mm-hmm. extra, normally $169. At this recording time, it's on sale for $99. Uh, there's right. just, these pack prices are fantastic. Like you said, the traveler bag. So if you're packing up hunting gear to, to hunt in another state or somewhere, they're just really good prices really good prices. Yeah, yeah, and they and that's one thing that they're proud of is they're they want to make sure that they develop a pack that's going to stand up to whatever it is you're going to put it through, but it's also not going to break your bank. Yeah, what a what a great deal. So when you're out on Wildbout hunting, you can link right to and, and go see these from the Facebook page. Just, you know, jump right out there. And that's just a couple of them. I mean, Vortec op- Optics, mm-hmm. the the local companies that support you. You know, just all of them are what help to allow you to do what you do. So that's just fantastic. The backing you're getting. Yeah, I have to, I have to say that I, I, you know, we're proud of our hometown. You know, our our hometown businesses really do support us. And if it if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be able to do a lot of what we do. I mean, we partner with some very big names in the hunting industry and work very closely with them with the products that we get the opportunity to use. But it's it's you know the, the our hometown businesses also play a large role in allowing us to do uh, what we do as far as going hunting. And, uh, and producing a television show so everybody plays a big part in and they're part of you know in my eye we're we're a family here at wild Bow hunting and every single one of these partners on our page is part of the wild Bow hunting family neat let me ask you this as we've been talking dennis if somebody wanted mm-hmm. to reach out and touch base with you is the facebook place the best spot to start yeah, they can uh, they can always private message us through our Facebook page. Um, we're pretty good at getting back to people pretty quick. I usually am the person who does all the replying on the Facebook page. Um, if it's something specific to maybe uh, a certain expertise that I might not be completely 100% sure of, then I'm going to have one of my team members respond um, and get back to you. But that's the easiest way to do it. Uh, you can also uh, email us. If you have a specific question, you can email uh, either me at Dennis at wildbowhunting.com or if you just go to our website and click on the contact us uh, link, you can email us through our website as well. Oh, great. So I think people should go out and look at the sizzle reels. If that doesn't hook you, nothing will because they're, they're <laughs> absolutely shot beautifully. They, they tell you what's going on. I, I like the way the camera work is done where you're in there, but it doesn't feel obtrusive to the actual person doing the hunting. So you guys are really doing a great a great deal, and I look forward to watching more of the series on whether it be Gen 7 or even on your YouTube channel. And anybody listening can, from your website, wildabouthunting.com, go right to your Facebook page, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, Vimeo. They're all The links are all right there. Yes, absolutely. 
And if you're somebody that has a product that you think would really fit in well, whether it be a call, manufacturer, whatever it might be that, that you think might fit in with what Dennis is trying to achieve, click on the advertise button and contact him. He'd be happy, to, I'm sure, to talk with you. Absolutely, yes. Well, Dennis, I can't tell you enough. I appreciate your time. And I know uh, everybody else is going to love to listen to this. It's been very informative. And uh, I look forward to having you back on and hearing how it is when you go down to Maryland for both Turkey as well as uh, the Saika and see how you go. Maybe you don't have to eat a tag sandwich this year. I hope not, Jason. I it, hope not. Thank you so much for, for having me, though. <laughs> oh, it was my pleasure. I, I look forward to seeing and following you and seeing what, what you're up to. So I wish you good luck, and we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you very much. You Thank you. Take care. Come early spring, it's getting green Fisher on the bed Hear those turkeys gobble It's ringing in my head The winter rides bass boat Here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Oh, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs and Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on the creek bank Kick back a couple beers yeah, we command the outdoors around here. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Yeah, we command the outdoors. Next year's does until you know winter's on the way. Brushing blinds and deer stands The fever starts to creep Fill our freezers full of ducks Lots of tender deer Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we command the outdoors Yeah, we So grab your guns shells, boys Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors around here We command the outdoors